game going forward. Great ball from Gazzano. I think he's onside. Messi with Gazzano off his line. Messi off the post. Put the ball in. Oh, of course he did. Eight minutes in. Lionel Messi gets his second for Miami. 1-0. All right, this is a very special episode of the Happy Customer Channel. Uh, today, the topic is messy business in uh, in honor of Leo Messi and him coming to America. I am joined by two very special people, super fans, Gonzalo Di Paolo, who's actually from Argentina, and then our resident soccer expert, Carlos Barquero. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks. Thank you, Dan. Good to thank have you, you on. Us. Yeah. Well, thank Good you to have you us. on. So what I'm going to do is um, let's have a little fun with this, but really the business of Messi, the customer journey, and just overall fandom. Gonzalo, what does Messi mean to Argentina? You're a fellow Argentinian. I know that you obviously, by your get-up today, are a super fan of, of Messi. You've actually gone to World Cups. What does Messi mean to Argentina? I'm glad you asked that. Uh, I was wondering why uh, Mr. Barquero was here. As I, you mentioned you had an expert about <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know what that came but, from. Uh, yeah, so for Argentinians, he means the world, right? Now, the journey has not always been easy. Right. Uh, Messi had a lot of conflicts with the fandom uh, coming uh, out of the shadow of Maradona, right, in the 80s and the 90s. Um, but seriously, like being uh, attended three different World Cups in Brazil, uh, wearing the, yes. the, the famous representing. jersey, representing, I love it. Um, losing that final, going to Russia, following that team, and finally uh, getting the prize in Qatar. Uh, the relationship with the fans has changed quite a bit. And there's a, there's a love romance that has been going on, and now he is uh, held up to like the, the greatest player of all times uh, for us and for the rest of the world, actually. Um, I don't know if you like that. But. Yeah, well, listen, there's no there's no love lost between these two gentlemen. There's a reason why today I'm sitting here, and we'll get into that a little bit, uh, both uh, soccer or call it resident soccer experts. Your yeah. thought on Messi and Messi coming to the United States? Well, that's big uh, because he had the option to go to, I think it was Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was $1.6 billion yeah. that was going to get him four years. So coming to America... Actually, the United States snatching Messi from Saudi Arabia is, is a big deal in terms of economics and also the fans because here in the States, there are a lot of fans of soccer and it's actually growing. Right. We've seen this grown in the past two, three years. Even now, Apple is in the business. So that tells you how big soccer is becoming in the States. And now having a figure of a statue of Messi is just a cherry on top. Yeah, well, th it's among the reasons I wanted to do this podcast because... You know, I'm a casual soccer fan. I'm a, I'm a call it a World Cup fan, right. right? Every four years I tune in and, and I joke around with you guys. But uh, once this deal was announced, the, uh, the business of Messi and the data around Messi was an, uh, uh, just I mean, you know, head shaking, right? So number one, this guy's like the greatest influencer in the world. I look at the stats. So all 30 MLS teams combined have 14 million uh, followers on IG. Messi by himself is 470 million followers. It, it is, uh, the numbers are, are crazy. Inter Miami's revenue last year was 50 million bucks. PSG, Messi's former team, sold $130 million worth of jerseys alone. The impact that he's had on our community, you've seen ticket prices go crazy last week or this week. He was in Dallas, ticket prices are typically 40 bucks. They shot up to 400. Uh, the impact that he has had, I know when I turn on Apple TV now, it's no longer Apple TV, it's yeah. messy TV, right? And you're just like 
the, this cascading effect and all the different, you know, the series and this game and that game, it is uh, quite amazing. Walk me through, you guys live here in South Florida. What do you, your, your gut feeling of Messi coming here? What, what What's the impact? There's no doubt it's Messi mania everywhere you go yeah. and it's uh, everywhere in the state. Uh, he has changed uh, the, the game uh, with in the Pink Stadium with Miami um, Inter FC. There's a before and after. And, mm. and not just for like, Miami, but the MLS as a whole. Yeah. Uh, like you mentioned, that revenue stream, the average team, the MLS, uh, brings $57 million a year. And now versus the you know, other sports right. that bring north of 300, 500 uh, million a year for the NHL. Now, this is going to change the game. And that is why the MLS wanted to get uh, someone of the statue of Messi. And Truthfully, he's also having fun, right? Because what he needed, he wanted to win the World Cup. He got that done, and now you can see the way he plays, the way he moves, and what he's thinking about. He wants to have fun, wants to make money, wants to create ownership on the MLS, yep. he, which he will in time. And I think he's paving the road to having an amazing 2026 World Cup. Yeah. Actually, I'm surprised it took the MLS so long to get another deal like Beckham. Yeah. Because that was when, uh, 2016? 2016, can't remember when Beckham no, came. No, so Beckham, yeah, Beckham bought into the team, but his deal with the Galaxy was over oh, 20 years seven, ago. Yeah. yeah, 20 years ago. Yeah. About 20 okay, years ago, yeah. around that time. Yeah. So it it is actually surprising that it took them 20 plus years, 10 10 plus years to have something similar to that. Yeah, and to bring Messi now, and, and you say it, revenue streams, um, I think is the biggest endorsement in sports history for the United States right now. You can compare it even to Jordan, because he'll, he'll remain um, a figure of the sport here in the States. Yeah. Not only because of the ownership or partial ownership of, of the club, but because he's messy and probably he'll expand the business. And now he's interested in, in growing the business as well. All right. There's a lot of excitement. Messi, Hoopla, first couple games have been, I mean, just something out of a movie. Uh, but my question is, look, Messi's only got a couple of years of playing. Do the fans stick to MLS specifically? I think that is the big goal. I think yeah. I think they will. Like big players will continue to sign on, not just for Inter Miami, but other teams. They'll yeah. want to be here. This can be a great um, middle step between South America and soccer, and then migrating to Europe to the the top leagues in the world. Yeah, yeah, because right now MLS is it's not even a top ten league. It's probably the 20th best league, correct? Or whatever stats I read, it's 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 a lower level. Uh, guys come at the end of their career, they're very young, or they're you know sort of American developed, correct? Is that if I had to uh, play it out? Yeah, I think attended games of Inter Miami in the earlier part of the season, and right. I would say it's equivalent to maybe second division in Argentina. That sounds fair. Yeah. That sounds fair. Yes. Okay. Um, let me walk you through some of the, the the business side of Messi and his deal. Okay, so the numbers have come out. Saudi Arabia, you know, over a billion dollars guaranteed. He turned it down. People were like, "Wow, I, I can't believe that." But his deal here in the U.S. is pretty interesting. So, so first of all, uh, of course, MLS waived some of the salary cap requirements to bring in such a star, and I think that's a brilliant move. But Messi has a uh, a revenue receiving deal with the MLS and Apple Plus. In addition to Apple Plus, they're going to do a docu-series on Messi. He also has a deal of profit sharing with Adidas, right? So uh, the, the, the stat that I heard was, it's, so to give you an example, 
when he was in Barcelona, they were uh, selling per year $200 million worth of Messi jerseys. So the numbers for Messi, I don't know if they're going to end up being a billion, but they're pretty, pretty large. And then the big number really is they're saying that he will get up to about 35% equity in the team. And I think, you know, that's his long-term play, right, to be involved in the team, uh, have a role similar to Beckham. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just this week, I think they announced that Inter-Miami got uh, a, an investment from an investment fund of like $100 million to, to, to buy a piece of the team. So uh, the, the, the deal for Messi, I'm just curious, do you think, do they have to continue to cut these types of deals to get stars? So Mbappe, you know, he's kind of a free agent. Or the, is the MLS just going to have to give out mass amounts of equity to get these guys? Or like, what do you think happens? Well, it depends. Because I think part of why Messi came here is because of Beckham as well. Yeah. Probably he was a big, big part in negotiating him coming to the States. And then let's say Messi retires and he is an owner of the club. So he'll have connections. He'll, he'll know people. And probably he can influence good players come to the to MLS right that's the way I see it and then he will also like that to happen and to improve the the level of the league because his his revenue stream will improve as well yeah and it takes time to build this stuff up yeah. right you'll start with the older stars come in and then little by little and then the revenue streams because the beauty about soccer and people go oh it hasn't taken off in the US it's because it's gonna take a lot of time um, but with soccer you just got a ball and you need a field that's the beauty of it right and and, and it just it takes decades and decades of family traditions and stuff like you guys have and we have American football and baseball you know over 100 years yeah I think he's already done that he started influencing fellow players like Busquets right and he's building the, the Barcelona 2.0 right, right. from the golden age uh, here in the team has changed quite a bit like whenever you get Messi on the team you have to like build it around him and uh, being sure that you know that totally changed the, the dynamics including the Tata Martino as the, the coach that has been a before and after on how we were playing. Well, I, I read a stat today. So he's only played, I think, four or five games for uh, Inter-Miami. He's already the fourth all-time leading scorer yeah. uh, on, on, on yeah. the list. <laughs> it's like, all right. So that's what I'm saying. Is like It is so early in our development, not only the franchise, but the MLS. So the MLS has all these different tournaments and cups. What Walk me through the League's Cup and then all the other tournaments. Because as an American sports fan, I never understand these tournaments. Yeah, the same for me. I didn't actively watch the MLS. Um, and it's, by the way, Inter-Miami is dead last. There's a east and, so- and west side of the, the tournament. We're dead last, which uh, Messi will have to get maximum points from here until the end of the season to qualify. The League's yeah. Cup involves all the teams in the United States and all the teams in Mexico. They play against each other, like even playing field in a group stage and then knockout stages. We are on the, the quarterfinals now. And it's very exciting, and it's a tournament that nobody cared about, and now all of a sudden uh, it's top of mind for everyone. So you win this one, and then you can play in, I understand, like a South American tournament or something like that? So absolutely. Like, Well, the League's Cup is its own thing. The MLS will bring like the, the top eight from each conference, and then they'll play against each other in a playoff. The winners will qualify for um, continental tournaments. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happens in South America with the Copa Libertadores, similar to the Champions League in Europe. Yeah. And the talks here and the big situation would be, can we integrate the North American teams, the champions, to play Copa Libertadores, which will make Messi the 
top contender <laughs> in the universe for the best player of the galaxy or something. Um, because no other top player got that opportunity to win everything in Europe, everything around the world, and now in an American tournament. He never played in Argentina. He migrated once he was a kid. Yeah, you're right. So uh, if he wins that once and for all, would he be the GOAT? Absolutely. He already is. Yeah. But Miami will have to really gear up the team to compete in tournaments like Copa Libertadores. We have a long way to go. Why? Because there's such a hole. It, it, there's a big, big gap in there. Yeah. And I think we have the right coach. I think we have a lot of the right players. We need additional top players to surround Messi. But just seeing Messi playing a tourna tournament of continental uh, scale would be incredible. So, Carlos, in America, the, there's the big three. There's football, baseball, basketball. That fourth is kind of owned by the NHL. Some people say combat fighting. In the next couple of years, how does the MLS knock those over and become the fourth league? They have a long way to do it because he mentioned it earlier. The MLS, every team in the, in the MLS brings... I think it's 53, 57 million in revenue. Right. Compared to football, I think it's 500 and something. Yeah, it's crazy. The difference is just staggering. And then you have NHL, I think it's the fourth right now right. in terms of revenue. And it's 300 something mm -hmm. yeah. million. So they have a long way to do it. If they're capable of doing it, yes, I think so. Probably it will take them, I don't know, four years maybe. It depends on how many additions they bring to the, to the league. Mm. Because... Messi is a stepping stone, is a great stepping stone to further improve the league by bringing additional talent. But it depends on that. And I think um, they set a precedence and probably it will shift the way that transfers are made, that now you're getting an, a part or, or a partial ownership of a club. Right. So probably going into the next two years, three years, people, or not people, players, will try to get a piece of that as well. And we'll see a, sh a shift, not only in soccer, but also in other franchises and other sports. Now, let's talk about the fan experience at the events. You guys have been to soccer matches all over the globe. How are the, how's the fan experience outside of the U.S. compared to the U.S.? Like, it seems to me very different from TV. I, I haven't attended a lot of matches. It is. It is. Well, I've never been to Europe to experience yeah. match, but you get the impression or you get the feeling how the... the the ambient in, in, the, in the stadium is compared to here in the States. I went to see Real Madrid-Juventus, mm -hmm. which is a good clash. It's, it's, it's a great match to watch. And the atmosphere is nowhere near, I think, to what you can experience in Europe. I might be wrong, but based on what I've seen, I don't think it's the same. Um, the connection with the team is different. You have people here in the States going to see Real Madrid, right. Barcelona, all these Teams. There was like 100,000 people at the Rose Bowl, right? Yeah, but they're, they're casual players. They probably right. don't know the chance. Yeah, they yeah, probably right. don't know the, 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 the whole history of the club. So yeah. in, in terms of that, I think the, it's different. It's completely different. I think Europe tops it over the U.S. But maybe in the future we'll see. Yeah, it's sort of the traditions. And that something stuff even. takes time. Yeah, it, it does. It really does. All the chance. Uh, it's just like going to a college football game, right? There's people who... You know, grandfather went to that, and they know yeah. Michigan or Ohio State or, or whatnot. And and what do, what do you think the flavor is at the MLS games right now? I think it's really good. It's healthy. Uh, it's a fun ambience. A lot of families going there. And the pink stadium here for Inter Miami is fairly small. Right. We hold just over 20,000 people. And what he's describing is places like South America, Europe, oh, yeah. you get north of 60,000 at each and every game. 
in everybody knows the chance everybody gets on it right. you really get the goosebumps and when you're on that pitch you really are going to feel the pressure of the home team and the fans yeah this episode is brought to you by buena vista creative miami's premier digital marketing agency visit buenavistacreative.com for more info on how buena vista can help your business increase revenue and create the brand and digital presence it deserves video and podcast production, web and app development, search engine and social media marketing, logo creation, outdoor, print, swag, and more. Visit buenavistacreative.com to learn more. Uh, all right, a couple questions, ready? Yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna play some a, a mix of trivia and then a mix of uh, rapid fire questions, all right? Okay, okay. So we're gonna play a little game first, all right? And, it, and it's who said it, it's a quote, and you okay. gotta pick who said it. Messi or Dom Toretto the character from Vin Diesel's Fast and Furious. Okay. And before you laugh, okay, okay. Dom Toretto was a race car Jeez. champion, street car. So, so they're both champions. So uh, I'm going to give you a quote, and you're going to have to guess who said it. Okay, Ready? Okay, let's see it. Uh, let's go. Number one, I don't have family. I don't, got, I don't have friends. I got family. That's Toretto. Yeah, <laughs> okay. All right. You have to fight to reach your dream. You have to sacrifice and work hard for it. That is 100% messy. 100% messy? Yeah, you're correct. All right. I live my life a quarter of a mile at a time. Nothing else matters, not the mortgage, not the store. That's Toretto. That's Toretto. <laughs> I, I got to say, yeah, probably go with Yeah, you're correct. It's too. Toretto. Yeah, okay. All right. Good. Being named among the best at something is special and beautiful. But if there are no titles, nothing is won. That's tough. Because I, I, don't, I don't see Messi saying that. You could see Toretto maybe saying it yeah. as, as the bad guy drives away. Are they probably got Toretto? Heist? I'm risking yeah, it. I'm I'm agreeing with Mr. Parquero here. You're both wrong. It's yeah. messy. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Interesting. We know you both are uh, not only football fans but big Star Wars fans. If Messi was a Star Wars character, who would he be? Oh man. Is I don't know. For me, it's Luke Skywalker. Because I think <laughs> the defining treat. Oh, trait, I'm sorry, of Messi is his creativity. I don't see any Jedi being that creative. Wow. Probably Anakin. Wow. Anakin went to the dark side. You can't really. But he was a Jedi. You know. And he, he redeemed himself towards the end. Yeah, he murdered a lot of people in, okay, I'm, I'm on not, the way, you know? <laughs> Luke, Luke stay good. Like, and we can't just really count creativity. what they did. He, with yeah. the when he was a kid, he, he was got. really creative. He was a prodigy. Building the pot race. Messi yeah. was a prodigy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we're, we're going to pull you over to the dark side? No, no, no. I'm going to stay with Luke. I'm not he, seeing the dark side right now. I'm just seeing that Messi is a type of player. Like, he never went to the dark side. He he is a, an athlete through and through. He believes, right? Like perseverance and like and yeah. getting people to do the right thing at all times. He never compromises. And that's how he can play at the top level and be. They go at 36 years old. I agree partially with that, but... I, Again, creativity is, is the biggest trait for me for Messi. And Anakin had it. Wow. I, I'll give you more. I'm not like saying Darth Anakin. Vader. Darth Vader is the, is the dark right. side. But then Anakin, just saying Anakin Skywalker, that's I'll me. give you Maradona, me. to me, would be Anakin. Wow. And he did go to the dark side, as we know. Fair. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So. This, is why I have you, this is why I have to sit in the middle between you guys. <laughs> you, can't, you can't get along with anybody. All right, this one's specifically to Gonzalo. Okay. Messi was recently seen at a Publix here in South Florida. If you ran into Messi at a Publix, what would you do? Uh, that's a good question. I, I think I would love to say hello, take a picture. I think it's very uncomfortable for celebrities, you know, the, the way the fans really try to grab them and all. But, 
Yeah, I, I would say probably that's the extent of it. Maybe you get to sign a jersey or something, but. Um, <laughs> like if you had the you know, jersey on you. <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, I wear one every day. Yeah, I know like, you do. You know, some fan. kind of gear of Argentina is the commitment was from the World Cup winning until the next one. Every day I have to wear a piece of clothing from Argentina. All right, so we have a question. So my next question is to you, Barcaro. Yeah. Uh, you win the World Cup. Uh, if you follow Gonzalo on IG, it's every day. It's, it's enough, I right? Figure. I mean, in, in my opinion. How long can he go with the fandom and just nonstop with the World Cup and the this and the that? What, what, what's the right amount of time? Because we're already a year in. No, but he has four years. Yeah. He has four years of this nonsense I got to listen well, to? Well, three. Three left. Three years. It's real nonsense. It's real. It's earned. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's earned. Okay. It's, right here, yeah. All right. Uh, back on that topic. You're both Marvel fans. If Messi was a Marvel character, who would he be? Getting tougher now. Uh, probably based on the movies, Tony Stark. Okay, why? He's a leader. That you can argue against that. He's a leader, and again, he's creative. And out of every superhero in Marvel, I think Tony Stark has some creative ways of solving problems. So I'll say him. All right, Tony Stark. What about you? Uh, I have to say Thor. Wow, I didn't see that. Why Thor? Me neither. Well, he just did the you know, <laughs> calling, calling Fair enough. There you go. Oh, Naomi or Stormbreaker. This, this but, podcast got very uh, nerdy, but go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think like he is the most powerful Avenger overall. Like he also has leadership capabilities. Now they haven't always been fair in the movies, but knowing Thor through and through, um, he is a leader. And to me, that would be him. Okay. What is the beef between Pele and Messi? Rest in peace, Pele. What is the beef? I don't think there's yeah. much beef into it. Actually, he recognized like, him as... But Pele never left Brazil, right? Yeah. Other than the World Cup, obviously. Oh, you mean in general. The, in general. The fandom, but, not necessarily between them. Yeah, it always okay. seems that there was a little bit of tension in that in that fandom. What, what do you think it was? Probably the, the Argentinian fans have an argument because Messi has been playing in different leagues across Europe. And Pele, I don't think he did. He, he played for Santos. He only played for the Cosmos. Santos and Cosmos. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, he's a player from a different time. He did incredible things. And yeah. I think for the longest time as Argentinians, we argue, is Maradona rather than Pele and all that, right? And um, you can say at some points in their careers, one could have been better than the other. But Pele was a better athlete between the two. Yeah. I think Messi combines all the genius of Maradona. Now also attaining the World Cup, which is what everybody argued he needed to win. And Pelé accomplished that and has all the, the great traits of uh, being a professional and an athlete like Pelé did. Yeah. No, as you said, these are different times. All right. Um, question for you, Barcaro. What's a good age to stop wearing, a grown man to stop wearing jerseys to a match? Is it okay for a grown man to wear <laughs> jerseys to a match? I've done it. You have done I, I, it. I still you're do both, it. You both do it. I it's more of a soccer it. thing, yeah, I think. It is. It, it's definitely more of a soccer thing. But, but I've, seen, I've seen people going to the Marlins games. Yeah, and I make fun of those people. Oh, you're past 18. No. No more. Yeah. I think every sport event that I go to, I yeah. wear. Like, you wear, you know, yeah. yeah. It, it's more of a soccer thing, definitely. It's identity. Um, all right. There's a conspiracy theory out there. I'll, I'll turn this over to Gonzalo. Diego Maradona was actually murdered. He did not die of natural causes. Do you know about this? I, I do, and we have the whole... Amazon show to dive to, into to dive it. into it. Yes, 
it's very difficult to tell. Like he had a lot of enemies, he made enemies throughout the years. <laughs> he had a tough life. <laughs> he did, but um, I think overall, probably he's in a better place. He's probably at peace somewhere. And um, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I don't have an opinion. I don't on think that the truth one. will ever come out. He's no, got too I many, don't think too so. many it, skeletons in it, the closet. It's gonna be like Michael Jackson. It's gonna yeah, be yeah like I was gonna say that, that there are there are several um, celebrities that. There's a, an open conversation about what really happened. Yeah. And I think it's just for the entertainment of the media and just pure gossip. All right, who's on your Mount Rushmore of greatest players? Um, well, Maldini. Okay. Messi, definitely. And then it's just a personal choice. I'll say Thierry Henry and Zidane. What about you? That's a lot of players. That's a lot of players. Yeah. Like Mount Rushmore. Four? No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good. Um, definitely Messi. Yeah. Um, then I have to say Maradona. It's still like, you know. And um, they've been, to me, like, there's some top players in the world. Like, you get yeah, Messi, Maradona, Pelé, and then you get the, the Ronaldos, the Zinedine Zidane's out there. Um, I have a number of Argentinian players I love, but probably those. And then it's everybody else, right? Don't forget about the Johan Kreis from, right. like, way back when. Um, but they're these God-level individuals and then the rest now I, there's a reason i invited both of you on the pod there was uh some beef here in the office that's the reason <laughs> i'm sitting in the middle between you guys there was a big debate uh carlos barquero said that messi is no longer the current goat and you said you you, you almost lost your mind thank god that it was done on a zoom call it may have gone to blows do you <laughs> think messi is the current goat is he the best right now okay he is the goat of all time I don't think that you can add current next to GOAT. He's uh, just the GOAT. But he's not currently the best player. Is he in the top 10 currently? You could say yes. In the top 10, yes. But he's not the best. He's in the ba he's top five? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, so. You were doing good. You were redeeming yourself. And now you're back paddling again. That, that's the situation that we have. And I'll probably let the viewers decide. You know? So they, they, so, they so, like so, and subscribe and comment down below to see who is the GOAT. And I, I would say Messi through and through. Like, if he wasn't the GOAT, despite of whatever league he's playing, do you watch those free kicks that he's been putting? Right there, right in the 90-degree angle of the goal. Tell me of any other player in the world, at any league, that is doing that right now. What Prowse. He does it. Week in, week out. Great. Okay. So, and that's the end of the show because... <laughs> You know, so, so is Messi the, right now the number one player in the, in the world? Absolutely. Absolutely. He commands that presence. He has that, that presence. He's doing that in the pitch. Let's wait until we start seeing. We're going to see the qualifying games for the 2026 World Cup beginning in Buenos Aires um, in September. Will he be on the team? Yeah, Isn't he going to be on? Absolutely will. Wow. And he will be competing at, you know, World Cup qualifying levels um, very soon. So I, I think he will continue being until we get some other god-level soccer player, and I'm sorry, he's not even close. It's fine. Um, maybe Mbappé, once he finds the right team, he's a young player, he's got, he has done some incredible things, right? right? Yeah. Uh, I don't agree with his point of view. He was got controversial things to say about South American football, oh, and yeah. um, that didn't go so well, well for him. But does he have the skill? Yes. Uh, very different player than, than Messi, right? Yeah. I think for a long time, Ronaldo 
it was really casting a shadow, right? They were neck to neck at all times. Yeah. Um, I think Ronaldo just didn't have the, um, the the team around him with mm -hmm. Portugal to be able to get to. You and that's know, a big difference. Level. That's why I come and say that he's not the best player right now. He probably has a better team that plays for him. Mm -hmm. He doesn't do the running. He he doesn't need to track back in modern football, modern modern soccer in this case. Every player needs to do it. And when you compare that to Mbappe, he's doing it. And arguably, he was the one carrying the team in the World Cup, carrying France. So based on that comparison, I say Mbappe is best. He's the best player. So you're saying Messi right now is the best because they've structured a team around him to play some of his strengths. But left on his own, one-on-one, -on -one, him and yeah. Mbappe, Mbappe. Yeah. Well, Messi is a strategy. They have very different roles. Mbappe, he is uh, a scorer through and through. He will not touch a single ball for like a long period of time in the game, and then he will just score, right? We saw it in the, the World Cup final with France. France was dead in the water, and then all of a sudden Mbappe like just hits a hat trick, right? right? But before there was a before and after, he he touched the ball. So Messi plays the entire game. He he also shares and creates a lot of football with the team. Absolutely. Well, but he depends on that team. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> but yes. it depends on that team. Yeah, he depends on. Yeah, absolutely does. Yeah. Well, there's no player in the world that can just carry one team by by himself. Mbappe can not do that either. I think Messi used to do it for Barcelona when he was younger. He used to carry Barcelona a lot. Barcelona had a lot of stars. No, I know, but if you, if, you, if you see highlights from that team, you'll see a lot of solo goals from Messi. Starting on the, on the flank, going into the middle, scoring a goal. Well, his uh, style had to change, also evolve. Exactly, age, because right? he's not able to do that anymore. But Absolutely. that's what I'm saying. He used to carry Barcelona at times. Not 100% not of the time, but at times he used to do it. So he's not the goat anymore. He is the goat. <laughs> not currently the best he's player. He's not the best player let, right let now. People decide. We'll let people yes. decide in the comments. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, guys, thanks for coming on the show. It was a pleasure. Ho ho hopefully, ho hopefully uh, Inter Miami wins this tournament, and then we get to yeah. uh, see more Messi. Yeah, no, see more Messi. Because... Give this to Mr. Barquero. <laughs> there we go. So, there you Thank go. You. Congratulations. I'm glad that we can make yeah. peace on this. Podcast. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs>